day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we are here for our season opener for 2020, Dale. I can't believe it. It's 2020 already. Well, it's still 2019, Michael, <laughs> but we are into the 2020 season. And yeah, there's been a lot happening in what is meant to be the off-season. Exactly. We weren't going to come back this early, but there's so much to talk about, I think we should kind of have a bit of a chat. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, we're always going to do our Sunday show. We, we do our weekly, but we might not be weekly at the start of things, but exactly. we will be out Sundays. It might be in two weeks, it might be in a month, <laughs> um, but when there's something to talk about, we'll be there. We won't just talk for the sake of it, so we'll see how we go. Exactly. Create some drama and we'll come back and have a chat. <laughs> oh, it's Eurovision. There will be some drama. <laughs> there's Mark. always drama. Mm. Well, first of all, let's have a talk about our style, mm. the AussieVision team. Yeah, well, look, I think we've decided to expand it out a bit. It probably won't you hear a lot in the podcast for a little while yet, but if you go onto our website or our socials, you'll see there's a whole lot of uh, new people and new yeah. voices and um, coming out. We've got some great contributors, yes. and, and we're trying to expand it out. It's not just our voices nowadays. It's out there. We're about the fans, and we wanted Aussie fans to get involved. So we've got some fantastic contributors. It's starting to build, and I think I'm really excited about it. Oh, it's fantastic. And the, the fact is that the fandom has really grown in Australia, and we're just, you know, we've got a channel that people can write on, and we love it, and that's great. And if you want to contribute to us, you totally can, and just hit us up on our email, uh, go to our AussieVision.net, and if you want to contribute in any way, more voices, the better. Exactly. If you feel passionate about a subject, chuck us an email, chuck us an article. We'd, we'd love to hear from Aussie fans, and it's all about you guys and... Yeah, getting that voice out there. Yeah, thanks to the team so far. Absolutely. All right, I guess the big thing we need to talk about, Dale, is we're off to Rotterdam. I know. It's, yeah. It knocked out Maastricht in the end. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. I'm very happy with this. And, you know, it, it feels so long ago, but it actually was only the end of August, mm. uh, just over a month ago. And I really like the way the Netherlands did a really big sort of show about... Um, other cities getting to put themselves out there like Maastricht and Utrecht and all yep. these other places yep. that don't get their you know um, city out there so much and having this really good bid process it's probably the first time it was up in the air for a few years now mm. and I, I love the whole drama of it all and the <laughs> spectacle of it all I thought they did a really good job yeah I enjoyed the process as well uh, I think the last time we had that was pretty much the Ukrainian one we had a few cities but I felt that was more chaotic and you, but you always <laughs> knew it was going to be Kiev as well yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I enjoyed the process with this. I thought cities were given a fair chance, and eventually Rotterdam seemed to be the best of the whole lot. So Totally. Best arena, loads of hotels, even yep. though they're super expensive at the moment. Wait and see. It'll come down in well, time. I want to touch on pricing. I probably don't cack yourself at this point mm. if you go on to booking.com or you go on to Airbnb I'm sure things will calm down and Th they always do don't yeah. get that bed sit in the Hague for a thousand dollars a night really <laughs> wait wait and start, something will it's come up thousand bucks a night to sleep in the subway somewhere <laughs> in the Hague at this point yep. but anyway calm down it'll all happen people Alright, let's talk about 2020. We've already got artists. Don't I know. We? So let's talk about the last one that was announced, España. Mm. Internal selection from then this year. Yes. We had uh, Blas Canto. He was announced last night um, from RTVE. Now, he was actually part of a boy band called Oren who were around in the late 
2009, mainly the early 2010s. Apparently pretty big. Massive. They had a huge amount of number one albums in Spain. They actually tried to represent Spain in 2011. They finished third in the national final. Um, Anyway, they broke up at some point. He went on to release some of his solo stuff. He won the Your Face Sounds Familiar, the Spanish version of that. Mm -hmm. So he still had a name over this period of time. So... I think people are pretty happy with him. He's quite a mainstream artist. I saw him mentioned in the Spanish fandom quite a bit. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, didn't know too much about the bloke. Um, but look, he seems like a really good choice. We were catching up on some of his stuff today. I've got to say, number one, bloke's got amazing hair. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's what you want in a Eurovision <laughs> but, artist. And he's also, he does, he's got some stage charisma. And I think this goes back, and we'll probably talk about this a few times. Look, I think Spain are going for a safe pair of hands. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Uh, after the Operación Triunfo stage that they've had a couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Look, we've had a couple of young kids, and now we're someone who is still young, mm-hmm. but established, but not a superstar. Like, a very safe person will perform it really quite well. And look, you know, his style's quite interesting, and I think probably the best way is, should we probably listen to one of his songs, Michael? I think we should. Let's have a listen to El No Soy Yo. You can hear from that that you've kind of got, uh, I wouldn't say a ballad, but there's a really meaningful song there and a good voice there, a nice solid voice of this. And it's pleasing. It's not going to set your, you know, your heart racing. I don't see a winner with this kind of music, but I don't see like a terrible placing as well. Mm. Like I think there is something about going, let's just not do terrible with this artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, to be honest, from what I've seen of his back catalogue, he can do ballads, he can do Sad Boy, but he can also actually do a bit of a banger. So yeah. I think they've got a bit of room to move here, Spain, and... and um, you know, they can control the process from here, so... Yeah, yeah. and also he sings in Spanish, and he sings in English, and yes. he sings in English really well. Mm. We watched a lot of his live stuff, and I think, look, his vocal is solid. It's not going to blow you out of the water. Mm. Um, but he has, as you were saying before, a real presence on stage. Um, and so even when his vocal's maybe not the best, and well, I would say a little bit shouty, um, <laughs> he, it doesn't matter because he's got a really, really nice presence on stage. Yeah, he's going to come across well on that camera, I think, there, Blus. Yeah. Uh, Shall we move on to the other artists announced? Mm. Belgium were the first out of the blocks. Yes. They went with Hoover Phonic. Yes. Talk about Hoover Phonic for us, Carl. Well, look, they're from the 90s. Um, <laughs> so wow. a bit of a throwback. <laughs> Children of my own mind. Oh, well, there's there a lot of fandom that weren't even born when they were... Uh, <laughs> Uh, when they were uh, when they started but look they've been around for a long time really established artists if we're talking established artists with Blast Cantor they, they, they are even mm. way more yeah. they basically come down to two blokes we've got Alex Callier and Raymond Gertz and they are Hooverphonic now there's been a lot of other members they're the kind of backing guys and they do a lot of the writing of the song and the producing the songs mm. and they've actually got um, uh, Luca a female artist as their vocalist they've had six female vocalists since the 90s okay. so they kind of turned them out a little bit but you know that's to me evolving in time yep. and she won The Voice Flanders and she's really like you just want to watch her perform she's really really engaging um, how would you describe their style? I think you did it quite well, talking about it. I mean, these guys for me are ambient, electro, almost trip-hoppy, I mm. think, at the start. Um, they seem to have moved away with the more electro sort of pop. 
but very, very pleasing to the ear. Yeah. You know, laid back, kind of electro. I don't know if that's massively Eurovision Day, but, but anyway, I mean, look, work for Slovenia this year. Who knows? Uh, let's let's have a chance uh, to listen to them All and right. make up your own mind. This is Hooverphonic with Looking for Stars. Again, I agree with you when you were saying just before we introduced that, is this Eurovision? Who knows? You've always got to wait for the song. But what we do know about them is that they're very well known in Belgium. They've even charted in the UK. Mm. They're known across Europe. I saw people in like uh, pop groups on Facebook uh, that I'm a part of who are Australian who were like, wow, I'm going to watch Eurovision because Hoover Phonica are in it. And mm. I was genuinely shocked about that because I hadn't heard of them. I, when I heard their songs, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of you guys. But it's good. They're, they're good, solid artists and a safe pair of hands, much like Spain have done. Exactly. And I think that's where they, these two delegations have gone to. Results probably haven't gone their way the last few years. Mm. So perhaps delegations are pulling back a little and saying, let's go for a safe pair of hands. I always wonder about these processes. Do they have a song already? Or is it chicken and egg sort of situation we're talking here? Do mm. they have a song? and Or do they go, great, we've got you go off for the next six months and write something fantastic. Who knows? It could, I mean, be, it knows? could be either way. And yeah, I, th- yeah. I, I think for Belgium, they would look at a Hooverphonic and trust them to come up with something because they're, they're really quite yeah. a big name. Exactly. Um, it could go either way. Uh, look, at also at the same time, say a pair of hands will do one thing, but at the same time, it can always end in tears. Yeah. We just won't know until we get the song. Exactly. Um, talking about songs, Alex Callier from uh, Hooverphonic wrote Sinek uh, songs, mm. uh, A Matter of Time. Okay. And I think you can hear a bit of the... Uh, when I hear A Matter of Time and I hear their music, there is a similarity, even though she's a bit more bondy. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to get something along those lines. Fair enough, fair enough. They sound like they're going to be a, uh, a good uh, artist. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about one of the other things that have come up throughout the off-season. I think the big announcement from the UK was there's no uh, you decide, mm-hmm. they've decided... And it's going to be a collaboration with the music label BMG. Mm. Um, interesting one for me, if you ask me. I think it's almost like a delegation washing their hands <laughs> of, uh, of any failure coming up. But ultimately, you know, they have subjugated themselves, mm. really. The announcement will come from BMG. The artist will come from BMG. Um, you know, is this a good thing? Possibly. Well, look, I think it's formalising a relationship that we kind of had loosely with Sony in Australia from mm. the last couple of years, and it's making it probably, let's put it down, black and white, we know what's going on here. And let's face it, UK hit rock, rock bottom. I don't think necessarily Michael Rice was terrible at the song, but overall, it came last. Yep. It's their worst decade ever. They never made the top ten. And literally last year... That national final was the worst thing. The I've ever epitome seen. of beige you've yeah. ever seen, wasn't oh, it? Awful. I'd rather see Jordan singing again in the two thousands. Mm. Like it was Lisa was some sparkle there. Yeah. Like and when you saw it to Australia decides on the same day, we just like UK have lost their way when they'd been making some really good progress. Like I think Joe and Jay to Lucy Jones, there was like an upward trajectory and then we've kind of just 
stalled like a plane and like nosedived into the Atlantic here. Yeah. Um, so they had to do something. And I love this. They had to go internal. They're never going to get a good artist unless they do it. So well done, UK. You've done the right thing. Um, Oh, get you're away. excited. Oh, I am. I, I, mean, I love the UK. They're a special place in my heart. And I want to see them do well. I mean, of course, I want to see them do well. If, if I can pick some positives out of this, the BBC do television, BMG do music. That's so, that's so good. Right. Yeah. So stick to your strengths. Yeah. Let BMG do the music. Let you do the television. I don't know about performance um, <laughs> and staging, but... They can share that. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. got all the, the core marks of doing well, I but, hope. And I think we can, hopefully they turn a new page and look forward and put that decade behind them. And you know what? They could win um, Eurovision in the next five years. All right. So we agree it could go either way at this point for UK, but I think it's a, it's a good Oh, I think it's a good thing. Well, it can't go either way. It can only it go can, up, Mike. Pretty much. Yeah, actually. <laughs> when you put it that way. Yeah. It can't get worse. No, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's talk about one of the other things that happened. And it's um, it's Jon Olesand. Oh, I know. I know. Our head of live events uh, will no longer be the executive supervisor mm. of the Eurovision Song Contest after May. He doesn't just look after the Eurovision Song Contest. He also looks after young musicians and the Eurovision Choir mm. competition. Uh, but he's off back to NRK. Yes. Um, 20 years involved in Eurovision either as a head of delegation or mm-hmm. the uh, ex- executive supervisor. I think he's done a great job. Oh, yeah. Look, I think this has probably been the most successful decade for Eurovision. Not all of it, but a lot of it. There was a really good period there where it, it, it's gone global now. Yeah. This is a global audience. We look at Netflix doing this 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 movie with uh, Will Ferrell. Like, it's gone big. It's gone. It's grown. He's seen a lot of growth with it. There's been some teething issues around voting and the, the East <laughs> yeah, and things exactly. going wrong there. But it was always going to do that. If you're going to grow, you're going to have growing pains. And I think he's done a really solid job over the years. And I think you're talking about growth. I think the technological growth that mm. has happened in the last 10 years, when you look at how we vote in Junior Eurovision nowadays, I know. it's online, it's... You know, the trial thing having yeah. to embrace new technologies and the new consumption of the wake of the competition. I'm glad you me- uh, mentioned mm. Netflix. The way the contest is consumed nowadays is very, very different than it was 10 years ago. It was a very transitional period, and I think he steered it pretty well through that. So, yeah, totally. You know, well, no. Interesting to see who's the next person. <coughs> Fingers crossed, because we'll be in it forever. Yeah, I know, right? Please. Well, I was going to say that as well. Like, you know, we we can't thank him enough. We're there. Yeah, exactly. Um, And without their support, we wouldn't be there. So, of course, we love Yon Alassan. Absolutely. Thank you for your open mind, uh, Yon Alassan, to to expand the EBU participation beyond just EBU members. All right. What else has happened in the uh, off-season? We have the... Well, one of the big things for the fans is the OJ Second Chance competition. Yes, and look, going into the OJ Second Chance competition, we really thought <gasps> thought we were a chance. Australia <laughs> might win with electric fields and 2000-whatever. <laughs> and there was a lot of... Ali Ryan was up there. Yeah. We yeah. had Anna Bergendale and Elvolo, but the winner was, and I think we should listen to a little bit, it was France, and it was Simon with Tous les deux. Chante, chante si tu veux Chante quand tu peux, mais chante avec moi. Et danse, danse si tu veux, danse quand tu peux, mais danse avec moi. 
love this song, Dale. You always did. It brought you to tears all the time. This yes. Way. Well, it's very early in the morning. <laughs> when I you, heard. D- you did love this song, and I've got to say, I, I, I really, I have no problem with this winning. I think mm. as a as a uh, national final song, this was absolutely brilliant and could have done well at Eurovision. So yeah, I, it was. It's interesting to see how that would have gone compared to Bilal. But Bilal mm. brought something to the contest that was amazing. Um, I really was so happy to see it beat Ilvolo. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, if Ilvolo won, I would have been incredibly disappointed. Anna Bergendahl did incredibly well to come yeah. third. Ashes to Ashes, our favourite, probably it was whole song of the the season. <laughs> Definitely our favourite national final song. And Australia coming fourth with Electric Fields, our first, our first ever, year, yeah, exactly. In this. So it was it was absolutely fantastic. We got I think maybe the most amount of twirls, but it was a very close four way contest. Yeah, I've got to say, like some uh, like older uh, hats there, France, Italy, Sweden. <laughs> yeah, Top three. and you know what, well, the OJ <laughs> fan club are uh, across the world are a, a certain demographic, mm-hmm. and the Twitter fandom are a certain demographic. We all have different tastes, and you know, I. I was disappointed we didn't win, but I, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, we, got, we got in the top five, and for any Australian entry to get in the top five is amazing. Of course, of course. Let's talk about what's coming up, Dale. Let's talk about Junior Eurovision. We're only going to touch on it today. Yeah, we're only going to touch on it because we've got a lot coming up into November, but we've got Jordan Anthony has been announced as the Australian representative. Mm-hmm. Uh, he competed on The Voice Australia in the last season. Mm, the Adult Voice. The Adult Voice. He's only 14 years old. But he competed in the adult one, not junior, and he came fourth overall, which yeah. I think shows you how good and mature his voice can be. Absolutely. Um, he is one of the older competitors competing in junior. I think he Eurovision. just scrapes in well, with the uh, age limit. He's but, there. Yeah. But anyway, he is going to be releasing his song in the next week, so we will talk about that at a later date. But I'm really happy with him competing for us. And hey, look, we've come third and third the last few years. We might win something one day, and yeah. maybe it might be Jordan. <laughs> we'll see. I'm expecting a big ballad from him. He's got a big voice. He's a ballad boy. Yeah, he's got a big voice. I'm <laughs> expecting another Aussie I'm not ballad. thinking like an upbeat, you know. I, I know we're not going to touch on it too much, but there's already been some controversy in the Junior Eurovision uh, National Finals. Another time, Michael. Oh, another gosh. time. Another time. Anyway, we'll save the drama for later. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Australia Science. Yeah. We're back. Yes, well, we knew we were going to be back. We yeah, had a five-year so. contract. We thought so. Unless they completely killed it off from SBS's <laughs> point of view. But it's nice to have that in again. It's on the calendar now for not just Eurovision fans, but also the fact that a lot of like our friends who saw it last year and went, wow, I should have gone. I think it's going to be bigger and better, right bigger, have more travellers. I think it's going to be a really good year this year. Absolutely. We had a very good first year. We're back in on Friday the 7th of February, and then we've got the final on the 8th of February. Yes. So if you're in Australia, get some tickets, get up to the Gold Coast, have Do a long it. weekend. Seriously. Fantastic. Like, you'd be just ridiculous not to in Australia. It reminds me, it has an atmosphere very similar to some of the shows at Eurovision. Absolutely. Kind of like your, your jury. It was mm. incredible, the vibe there. So... It is fun. You should come. It's going to be amazing. Apparently submissions for uh, songs are closed. Yes. I'd be very interested to see the level of artists we get after last year. Yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. I thought some people did very, very well out of last year. The likes of Kate and the likes of Electric Fields really yeah. pushed up their uh, recognition factor here at home. Oh, yeah, massively. Mm, I so. mean, even you're seeing people like Ella Hooper um, with Dada Das, and she's gone on to do things on TV that she was never doing as, yeah. you know, beforehand. So everyone's got something out of this. You know, even Shepard did really well out of that song, and they're doing even more from here. So, look, it's a great thing to do. You're going to get in front of half a million people mm-hmm. watching it. 
uh, looking and, forward to this. And then the European exposure through the fans. So mm-hmm. if you ask me, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Exactly. Let's see what else is happening in Australia, Dale. Kano. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you well, know what? I'm going to say straight away, and they've said it. Uh, look, Australia gave Kano 12 points from the televote. Yes. They acknowledged that and said, guys, we're coming down to perform. This is brilliant. This is such a big step forward for us. Look, yes, um, artists from back in the day who are Ukrainian and Greek, they come out diamond dozen. And they, but they play to the Ukrainian and the Greek community. Exactly. Kano have come here and they are playing for the Eurovision. Some other communities maybe as well. <laughs> but it's going to be fantastic. They're coming to Brisbane on the 30th of October, Adelaide the 31st, Sydney 1st and 2nd of November, and Melbourne 3rd and 4th of November. That's a lot of cities in that amount of time. Do they know how big Australia is? I know. They, <laughs> I don't think they do. You're not in Norway anymore, guys. No, no. <laughs> but I, I just think it's such a, a watershed moment that, that a Eurovision artist will say, I've done well in your market, I'm going to go for it. And come on, come down here. You've yeah. got a rabid audience. Yes. <laughs> Listen to us. We're frothing at the mouth right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're looking forward to the Brisbane show. So, yeah, it's such a great little uh, start off. Come on, guys. Come down. You've got a, a very enthusiastic audience here in Australia. And the great thing is, as it should go well. We hear tickets are selling very well. And the fact if they do it, we should see more artists come down. Yes, it's a long way. But you've got an Australian audience who will pay money for this ticket to Absolutely. go and see you because we don't get to see things very often. Yes, or even post Eurovision. Come down. Yeah, oh God, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. I don't know if we've got too much more to go through at this point. No, well, look, that's been a lot for the, the kind mm. of off-season. We know even more has happened at this point, but we expect a lot more to come through. Artists will start coming through, and we, we're hoping that we might start to see Australia decide artists in the next couple of months. And Junior is going to be the big thing. Absolutely. We'll have a focus on Junior coming up soon. And fingers crossed, we start getting drip-fed a bit of Australia to science and the artists because I think it's going to be very exciting. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You can get us on our socials at AussieVisionNet on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Yay! And we're going to be embracing YouTube a bit more throughout the year, so keep an eye Definitely. on that one once awesome. we get our tans happening. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Welcome back. See you later. Bye.